This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday, September 19th. This is episode 220. I am Dan Ellis. I'm Ryan Duffy. Yay. 220. Wow. Yeah. 220. That's crazy. We got we got 200 more for 420. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe by then uh, marijuana will be legal everywhere. Hey, that's what I said. Yeah. Is that what made you think of it? Was it episode 220? <laughs> yeah. That's what I wondered. Well, what have you guys been doing for the last little bit? Fucking work. Yeah. You've been fucking work? Wow. Well, work's been fucking is me. It good, is it good to you? No. <laughs> I think I've had four days off since last we met. Oh, really? Yeah. It, like uh, almost two weeks? Yeah. Overtime, overtime, overtime. Yay. Yay. And you went to a farewell dinner last, yeah. last, last recordings? Friday. Yeah, I had two days off there. I was home. No, I was home Friday, Saturday. Yeah, well, yeah, you had a friend go on a mission or something, huh? No, just, <laughs> just out of state for a new job. <laughs> went on a mi- went to a missionary farewell. <laughs> I've been to one. Oh yeah, yeah. Re- oh, I think you, but it wasn't even in Utah, was it? It was in Wisconsin. As a guy I went to high school with. Yeah, I was gonna say I think you've yeah. mentioned that before on the show. And I had no clue what a Mormon was. He was the only Mormon I knew. We called him the Stormin Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> was he like the typical Utahns? No. Or- no, the typical no. Utah Mormons, I should say. He would hang out with us when we partied into stuff my mom didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> and that I'm not going to say Sam, now because mom, mom listens to the show. Mom listens to the show. <laughs> that you think she didn't know about. <laughs> ah, she knows I did stuff I shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moms always seem to have a yeah. way of knowing that kind of shit. But when we had his going away party, we got him a keg of root beer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Because he can't drink Satan's Satan's yeah. liquors. Hmm. Uh, anything else? Nah, just <laughs> well, I did the yard, finished the yard stuff up, and then went to work. Oh, and you were on uh, the two Skippy Chaps. Yeah. Did we talk about that? I, I don't think I don't so because know. we recorded, and then you were on on like two days later. It was actually before that, so it was actually the previous Sunday. So we'd recorded that Friday and that Sunday. Yeah. I uh was with them because they yeah. had sent that text out and I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go podcast instead of doing yard work right now. <laughs> Dude, I haven't even been able to do yard work. My lawn looks like ass right now. Uh, how about you, Mr. Mitchell? I did not prepare anything because uh, we only met a few days ago because the <laughs> schedule shifted. So <laughs> It's true. Um, it's only been five days. Yeah. Wow. But. Uh, I can't believe that this show is this old and that people still listen. <laughs> yeah. Especially with me on it. Uh, I've just been, like you. I've, I've just been working. I've been in training all this week, learning. It's an, it's an advanced Oracle administration, installation, maintenance, and upgrade class. You because better maintain your Oracle. 
because we're going to be <laughs> upgrading Oracle all over the place. And it's going to be a big effort. We're changing both the type of platform OS and upgrading to a newer version of Oracle. So it's going to be a lot of work. And yeah, this class is uh, all week long, 40 hours of just intense trainings. Yeah, my brain, my brain's a bit scrambledy. But today in our training class, I thought it was interesting. One of the guys that they hired, so they ha- they've hired three people to replace me on the team. Uh, the guy that is taking over my DBA duties uh, stopped me on our way out for our first break during training today. And he said something like, hey, uh, I've been meaning to ask you, when you were on this team, did, uh, did it ever bother you, like, how much people talk about religion? And I'm like, dude, that's all they talk about. And he's like, well, it just seems that, like, every meeting they're talking about church. And I'm like, every meeting, every conference call, every, you know, random chance encounter in the hallway or if they stop at your desk, that's all they talk about. You should have recorded some of that stuff. And, oh, at work when they were talking about it? Well, it's just. Well, I know during conference calls, like when you're sitting at home, conference calls, they're like, hey, I got all the evidence of them talking about nothing but religion during fucking work calls. <laughs> well, it's always it's always for like the first five or ten minutes while people are still filtering oh, in God. and connecting to the call and everything. And then at the end of the – so it's not like, you know, during the regular meeting time It's like personal conversations still, going on yeah, with yeah, everyone it's like listening in. chit-chat while everybody's yeah. just waiting for the meeting to start. Okay. But it's still paid work time. Yeah. And then I said, oh, yeah, it it bothered me a lot. I said, you know, that seemed like that's all they could ever talk about. And he said, yeah, and and he mentioned the guy's name, Damp, who I work with. He's like, that guy. And I'm like, oh, man, that guy doesn't know (laughs) when to just shut the fuck up about it. Like, that's all he talks about. And he's ridiculous about it. Did you warn him about how creepily he'll walk up behind you while you're got earbuds in? <laughs> I did not. I did not. No, we just, we, we had barely started into this conversation. We talked for maybe two or three minutes and you know, he, I was logging in to check my email for work and just trying to keep up with the team while I'm not actually working this week while I'm in training. Uh, just so that I don't have to go back to work and have like 600 unread email. And so I'm, I'm looking through my email and I get up to go and I noticed that it was like only me and this other guy in the training room. And as the last person walked out, that's when he started talking to me about it because clearly he didn't want to, you know, involve other people. And well, does he know you're an atheist or he just knows you're an agitator? <laughs> well, so he, he says, he says, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's really starting to bother me a lot. And I said, oh yeah, yeah. It bothered me a ton when I was on the team. And, and, uh, oh shit. What did you just say? Agitator. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I lost my, my train of thought, but he said, oh yeah, it's really starting to bother me. He's like, you know, I, I grew up, you know, I was born and raised in Utah. I don't, I don't live here anymore. I'm, I'm away from it now. He lives in California now. Okay. And he said, and I'm not, you know, I'm not Mormon anymore. I'm a born again Christian. And I was like, oh. And he said, and I know you're, you know, whatever, you're an antagonist or whatever. <laughs> like, I just kind of, I just kind of chuckled and said, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he couldn't think of the word atheist, atheist? or, or he, he agnostic. Say yeah, it. Or agnostic. Yeah. yeah I, I wasn't sure what he, what he was trying to go with there. Maybe he didn't want to offend you by assuming you're 
religious preference. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I wear, yeah, I usually wear an atheist Utah, t-shirt. Yeah. I wear an uh, American atheist lanyard at work. I have the atheist of Utah logo on my laptop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, my, of course, my license plate says atheist. Yeah. So it's, it's no secret. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, I know you're an antagonist or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he says, he's going to get himself in trouble. And I said, Oh, I'm sure he will because he just doesn't know when to shut up. And he's like, no, he's going to get himself in trouble. <laughs> and, and, you know, basically saying that, yeah, I'm, I'm filing in this close to EEO complaint or whatever. Yeah, yeah. To filing a complaint against him because it's fucking ridiculous. It's all they talk about. And. And he said, he said, you know, is it like that on your new team at all? I mean, is it just everywhere here? And I said, well, it's probably more here than, Mm -hmm. than anywhere else. I said, you know, there are people on my new team who I know are very devoutly religious. I said, you know, I know that there's a couple of born again Christians, a couple of evangelicals, but they don't talk about it at work. I said, the only person that I've ever heard any mention of any religion, anything is from my boss. And, you know, that was just the one time. And I haven't heard anything else about it. I said, nobody else talks about it because it's inappropriate to talk yeah. about at work. It's not you're a work not, subject. you're not there to, you're not, you're not being paid to proselytize yeah. to your, to your fellow coworkers. And he said, yeah, I just, it's really starting to bother me. And I said, well, you know, I think it's probably uh, a little different for Mormons versus a bunch of other faiths because in Mormonism, you're all in. It's an all-consuming, it's, it's all of your life is devoted to doing something related to the church. You know, so they got three hours of church on Sunday. Yeah. They've got home evening on Monday. They've got, uh, home teaching on Tuesday, temple work on Wednesday and Thursday. They've got firesides. They've got young women's, yeah. young men's, uh, boy groups. scouts. And he says, Oh, and relief society. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I always forget well, about the, relief society. Fast and testimony thing to do once a month too. Well, that's just during their regular three hours of oh, church. Okay. I figured that was a no three hours of church than like eight hours of that shit. <laughs> that's we're, how it, that's what it feels like. like when we're you're gonna there. make sure you don't eat. <laughs> uh, I said, but you know, it it's just it's almost every minute of their life is consumed in service of the church. Yeah, and uh, he said, "Oh, yeah, that might be part of it, but you know." And then that it just makes it that much harder for him to leave. And I said, "Oh, yeah, absolutely." He said, I, I wonder if they do that on purpose. And I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure they do. Because if that's the only community you have, that's the only people you talk about, that's the only thing that you really do, then yeah, it's going to make it a whole lot harder to leave. It's fucking mind control. Yeah, because if you if you leave, you leave behind basically everything. Yeah. You leave behind your faith, of course, but Social then you also structure. leave behind... Yeah, all of your social your, structure, your, your community, your all of, of your all of your outside of work activities yeah. are now basically reduced to nothing because that's all you ever did was something in service of the church. And even if you weren't in one of those other things doing all of that, if you're serving a church calling, then you're preparing yeah. for that, you're doing that at church, you're you're volunteering at the church to coach basketball or you're just going to clean the church. You know, they, they yeah. don't hire professional cleaners to clean their fucking churches. They Why? have people volunteer to do it from the congregation. Why? Yeah. God calls on them to clean. <laughs> it's, I'm like, so it is like every waking minute of their lives yeah. is somehow yeah. related to the church. And so that's, that's all they know. That's all they can talk about because they don't have any other outside interests. 
you know, you can maybe talk to them about sports or the weather or something like that. Or if their, they, their new boat they got with an incredible amount of debt. Yeah. Yeah. It's keeping up with the Joneses, but. Are you yeah. bringing Jerry back into this? Jerry? Jerry? Who's Jerry? Didn't you have a neighbor named Jerry or something that was, never mind. They had a boat? Uh, it was like a year, it was over a year ago, I think. It was probably just an example name you came up with. For- probably. Yeah. But, but yeah, I don't it, remember that. <laughs> it, it, he's, he's obviously very frustrated yeah. and, you know, and, uh, he's like, well, I'll let you get to break. And we start walking out and he's like, yeah, I did that whole thing. I went on a, went on a mission when I was younger. He's like, wasted two years of my life. <laughs> but, but the funny thing is like, he's still religious. He's just a different yeah. flavor. And so, yeah, I, I now. You know, it's like it doesn't bo- it wouldn't bother him if he was still Mormon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, that's a good point. And I <laughs> wanted to be able to talk to him about it a lot longer. But like I say, it was just at the beginning of break. And then, you know, somebody else came back into the room and there were people in the hallway and stuff. And so we we're just like, OK, yeah, we'll I'll see you. And yeah, I I think I might approach him again throughout the week or going forward and say, yeah, you know, if you want to say something. Then I'll back you up. I will absolutely back you up because that's, that's, I mean, aside from getting the promotion and, and, you know, having more opportunities, that kind of stuff, uh, I just got really fucking tired of working on the team and, and having to deal with that every fucking day, hearing about their religious bullshit. Yeah. And, and then it wasn't even just religion. Then, you know, then he's always saying stupid shit like Obama's the stupidest yeah. president we've ever had. And the comment he made to my other coworker about all hail Trump. Well, no. no. Well, he fucking loves Donald Trump. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, conversations about gun control yeah. and telling my other coworker the one time that, you know, his son probably wouldn't have all of his health problems if he were going to church regularly and paying tithing and shit. And it's Which like fucked. Dude, you are the world's biggest asshole. <laughs> and and that's he's from the generation of people that were that keep telling us we're not supposed to talk about religion in public and we're not supposed to talk about politics in public yeah. and yeah. you know, that's how it's a taboo almost. Yeah, that. that's that's one reason why I know what they mean is liberal atheists can shut up but the rest of us can have a conversation oh, about yeah. whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I mean like like Damf never asked me what I personally believed religious wise or anything it was always just him spouting off talking about well you know this and you know that and the guards outside the temple were at least nine feet tall and their hearts were this big and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about yeah oh yeah well there's such a thing as giants they're in the book of mormon (laughs) yeah well burning bushes exist too and talking donkeys and talking snakes and dragons and yeah we see that shit all the time don't Mm -hmm. we just a fucking it just, it, I'm just so glad that I'm not on that team anymore. And I kind of feel a little bad for this guy that has replaced me because well, apparently it bothers him even more than it bothered me. And it bothered me a whole fucking well, lot. Well, cause he's not steeped in it where you're kind of steeped in it where it's kind of like, oh, it's an everyday occurrence. Okay. Yeah. Well, and he's, outside, he's new to like- the team and, and it seems, it seems that as the years have gone on, Damp has just gotten worse. Like he's kind of emboldened to just do whatever he fucking wants. Well, I've been getting away with it for eight years now. Yeah. Nobody's said anything. Mm. So I'm just going to keep fucking doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just going to keep pushing that line. And yeah, I I think I'm going to have a talk with this guy that was hired to replace me and say, you know, 
if you want to say something, I will absolutely back you up. And, you know, if you want me to go in with you or, or to even, you know, we go at the same time, I'd be happy to do that because it's ridiculous. And if, you know, I, I kind of figured at the time that it, you know, when I was on the team that maybe I was just overly sensitive to it because right. I'm out of the church and I'm a very outspoken mm-hmm. atheist and everything. And so maybe I was just picking up on, you know, more phrases or more dog whistles than the average person here in Utah would pick up on. And so I kind of let that shit slide. And, but hearing from somebody who, you know, is formerly Mormon and isn't even non-religious, but is apparently a born again Christian saying yeah. that all of the God talk from these guys is driving him a bit nuts too, then yeah, I think somebody should say something. And I'd be willing to bet that damp is going to, it probably won't be an act, but I bet his shtick at that point will be like, what the fuck? Like he has no idea. That he's crossed any lines or like, oh, yeah. there's no, like, well, we can't talk about what we want. I thought this free country and freedom of religion and my first amendment. Well, and it's really difficult too, because, you know, you, you would think that you can go and can talk to your boss about it. But the first boss that I had when I was on the team was also very, very religious, very, very mm-hmm. LDS and actually pulled me into his office one day. And I think I talked about it on the show yeah, you a did. few years ago, pulled me into his office one day. And it was after Danf made that stupid fucking comment about giants guarding the <laughs> temple that, you know, he, he kind of dismisses him and he's like, Hey, come here. Let's talk for a little bit. So we go in and we talk and he's like, I know that he says some inappropriate things sometimes, but his heart's in the right place and he's a good guy and blah, blah, blah. And you know, there's, there's been other cases before where people have, said, you know, well, you know, this is, you're discriminating, discriminating against me because I'm LDS. And he's like, and it just turns into this whole big thing. And so I think he at the time was a little worried that I might say something. And so he tried to head it off at the pass. And I think it was at least partially effective because I've never said anything. Well, the problem is if the boss comes in and says, hey, I know he says some inappropriate things, like, okay, then do something yeah. about it. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. The problem. <laughs> fucking do something. <laughs> that is the problem right there. Yeah. Instead of, you know, he's a good guy, uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, if you think that he is inappropriate, maybe you should have a yeah. fucking talk with him. Yeah. Is, so is th- he a good guy? Because why, he's why are you having a talk with me right. instead of having a talk with him? Yeah. Now you're yeah. in trouble because this guy says stupid shit. And, and the second that the person in, in the position who's actually supposed to do something, the second they acknowledge the problem and then throw a butt in mm-hmm. they're a problem now they're that's showing preferential treatment to whoever mm-hmm. yeah yeah so. you're absolutely right well and now the the new team lead that has been detailed to the team is also super religious yeah of course and that's this is the problem with living you know what's the harm right when you get these super mm-hmm. religious areas yeah. is because they hire from within their own church well and and the new the new team manager is like he's super super religious he well, so I think it was yesterday. No, it was Monday uh, during class. Like I walk in and and the new the new manager that's been detailed to our to my old team uh, lives in Brigham City, or I think was born in Brigham City. He might live in Harriman now, but in that area. So he went to Box Elder High, knows a bunch of people, and he said, "So, uh, Marshall, is that your is that your uncle?" And I'm like, "Marshall," I said. Do you mean Marshall as the last name? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And I said, Joe Marshall? And he said, yeah. And I said, yeah, no, that's my grandfather. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. Well, I, I thought, oh, I guess yeah, I thought maybe he was your uncle or something. But uh, we we went over there, me and a 
you know, our church organized some kids to go over and help take care of his lawn. So we cleaned up his back lawn for him over the weekend. And I was like, oh, well, that's nice of you. You know, he's, thank you. He's older and can't get around a whole lot. And he's like, yeah, we just went out there and took weed whackers to everything, knocked everything down. And he's like, yeah, he used to own a gun shop there in Brigham City, right? And I said, oh, yeah, he owned a gun shop for a long time and then sold out of his house for a long time after that. And then the FFL, the federal firearms yeah. license to sell guns got to be too pricey and too cumbersome for him to go through the process. So then he just started doing private sales here and there. And I said, you know, he's he's got tons of guns. I said, I, I joke every now and then that my grandfather probably has more weapons and ammunition in his basement than the entire county combined. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of chuckled and. But yeah, so I mean, so he's also super, super religious. He, so he, you know, he volunteers with the church all the time. He, he holds a calling. He apparently he does auditing for the church, like financial auditing oh, for his like stake. Who, who hasn't given their 10%? <laughs> well, and where's the money going? All of that kind of stuff yeah. so that they can, you know, stop embezzlement. As going to send the giant hearted giants as, after you. Well, and, and as if you should need an auditor. In yeah. in a religion yeah. where everybody's a good Mormon, right? Why why would you need an auditor? Godly folk don't steal. But so it's it's rough. So now this guy can't really go to the new boss and voice these complaints because the new boss is doing the same fucking thing. <laughs> because he you know, while we're talking, he's like, Oh yeah, you know, Damph, he he actually used the guy's name, but he's like, Oh yeah, you know, Damph says says this stuff all the time, and then he points to where my new boss is sitting in our training class. Or not my new boss, but the new boss on my old team. Yeah. You know, he points to where he's sitting, he's like, and he's going to get in trouble too because he says stuff all the time. He's like, the two of them just kind of feed off of each other now, and it's just, it. he's like, I don't know if it was, how bad it was when you were on the team, but now it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, that's all they talk about. And... I thought, well, yeah, I'm sure it's has gotten a lot worse because now there's no atheist that they have to try to temper anything yeah, around. Right. And now there's two super religious guys in there who are all in. So, yeah, I'm sure it's just it's even worse than it was when I was on the team. So I feel for the guy. Let's see if there's a update of Damp being fired in a few months. Yeah, I'll, I'll report back next <laughs> week in the, if I was able to, to talk to one of the guys that they hired yeah. as my replacement and. See if we can come up with a plan to make his life not so difficult there. Cause that, that sucks. And the guy, he's, he's an older guy. He's probably mid to late sixties, I'd say. Okay. And yeah, he's just, he's tired of it. <laughs> Hi, everybody. This is Mikey Weinstein. I'm the founder and president of the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution. There were a number of things that really bothered them. Number one, they were ticked off that I kept saying, I don't know. They have this mindset that programmed them as to what to expect in this debate. We're claiming God exists and God did it and this is the answer. And you're here to say that that's false and there's some other answer. And if ever they asked things like, do you have an explanation for consciousness? No. <laughs> you don't? Well, tell me how this happened. I don't know. I'm not convinced any of us know. You're the one claiming to have an answer. Would you like to provide the evidence and the argument to support your actual answer? And if, you're, if I find it compelling, then I'll agree with you. But my lack of an answer doesn't make your answer correct. This is the mindset of the creationists that go through and try to poke holes in evolution. And even if they poked holes so much that evolution ceased to be a concrete theory, they're not one step closer to proving creationism is true.
And man, they got mad. By the third night, I think, uh, Israel, the, the gentleman I was debating, said, well, every time we ask Matt a question, he just says, I don't know, which is a bit of an exaggeration because there were a lot of things that I did provide my answers for. And the main preacher came up to me at one point and said, doesn't it bother you? Doesn't it bother? Are you happy going to your grave not knowing the answers to these questions? No, I'm not. None of us are. We are all uncomfortable with this idea of not knowing. And that's why we have science. That's why we go out and try to find what the actual damned answer is. I, it's not that I'm comfortable not knowing, it's that I'm more uncomfortable pretending that I know. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. We got some listener feedback that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, this comes to us from Marius Kotbutrakowski. He commented on our uh, Patreon feed and says, I'm laughing. To, and this is in reference to the Snap fundraiser episode that we had with Thomas. He says, I'm laughing to tears, though that can also mean I'm going to be fired. I've been listening to this just now at work. And then in parentheses, he says, I'm a librarian in a shithole village in Iowa-like, in an Iowa-like region of Poland. And when the Pope song went into full swing, so those of you who are not on our Patreon are no longer hearing songs at the end of the show because YouTube, YouTube. kept fucking flagging them and they're, and ordinarily, like, if it's just going to flag it and say, oh, you can't receive any money off this, I'm like, eh, I'm not getting money off of these anyway, <laughs> yeah. so big fucking deal. But one of the latest episodes that I published, like, whoever's, I can't even remember which song it was, but the record company said, no, you, we're just blocking this whole video. So I was like, okay, well, I can't put fucking songs out there on YouTube anymore. Yeah. And the tool that I used to use to make the videos for the, for the shows to put on YouTube, I can't even just leave the audio out of that anymore because the tool I used w went away and I don't have time to research and find <laughs> more shit to create a video of the audio that we make. And so I've just set our podbean site where we publish our episodes our our main provider i just set that to publish it out to you know on podbean and then it feeds it out to itunes and everywhere else and then and i've now started doing it on facebook and it will automatically create the video on youtube i'm like fuck yeah that cuts down on a whole lot oh, of work yeah. that i was having to do because now i don't have to create a whole separate thing for youtube and it will now publish it out on facebook Click so button yeah, I'm like, I don't have to do anything except click to publish it here, here, and here. That's fucking awesome. So if you're not a patron, then, you, then you're missing out on fun things for the Patreon portion of the show and little extras like the song at the end of the show. Uh, anyway, so continuing with, continuing with his message, it says, and when the Pope song went into full swing, and this is the Tim Minchin Pope mm -hmm. song, uh, fuck the Pope, basically, yeah. is what he says through the whole thing. <laughs> uh the new local priest who obviously understands enough English to get the song. And then we had a short, awkward conversation about why he visited. <laughs> obviously he was so worried for my wayward atheist soul. He left and then I couldn't hold it. I couldn't hold it in and exploded with laughter. Don't worry though. I don't really care. I was going to move in with my partner next month anyway. And we know a very good and connected lawyer in case this blows up. <laughs> so, uh, so hopefully that won't blow up and you won't lose your job. I mean, sounds like you have a decent place there. I hope, I hope that we didn't get you into trouble, but I thought that was kind of funny. 
So thanks for sending us yeah. the message. I appreciate it. So Always like the feedback. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he doesn't listen with uh, headphones or earbuds. I'm guessing not. Yeah. If the priest heard, <laughs> heard <it>. the <laughs> fuck the motherfucking Pope. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like. I liked it too. Wow. <laughs> you got stories for us, Matt? We got lots of stories. Okay. What they are. Uh, how about this one in Crown Heights, Brooklyn? Okay. As I slide out of the Easy, <laughs> easy. Around a hundred protesters, good turnout for a small town like New York City. Yeah, I mean, that's a stellar turnout. <laughs> gathered for a vigil in Crown Heights, Brooklyn to protest the use of chickens during a relig- religious ritual called Kaporos. Okay. Never heard of it. The ritual dates back to bi- biblical times and among the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community is performed yearly in the days leading up to Yom Kippur for the atonement of sins. It's an ancient tradition, said one man participating in the event who asked not to be identified. It has a spiritual meaning, and the chickens and the people are physical. People get very physical with their chickens down there in Brooklyn. (laughs) Kaporos is performed by swinging a chicken around one's head three times while reciting a prayer for forgiveness, then harmlessly slitting the chicken's throat. Harmlessly? I I guess. Oh, okay. It's like just, just more of the what's the harm kind of, you know. Weird. Uh, from what we act, uh, from what we actually elevate and give, from that, sorry, from that we actually elevate and give the animal the opportunity to be brought up to God, explained Shlomi Keitlin, who was also participating in the ritual. That will elevate us because we have a closer connection to God. <laughs> we have a closer connection to God as he whisks away the chicken's little soul. Yeah, I, I don't. Mean, I don't get how that works either. Do I? But as long as they have a fried chicken dinner that night, everything's good. There's blood all over the streets, though. Well, yeah, but when you kill a chicken, there's blood everywhere. Then you just gotta pluck it and chop it up and gut it and throw it in the deep fryer. You're good to go. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a statement provided to Eyewitness News, the New York, New Jersey regional director of the Anti-Defamation League called for respect and civility toward the Jewish community in the days leading up to J- Yom Kippur, including the practice of Kaporos. New York City is a microcosm of the world where persons of all faiths and backgrounds should be treated with civility, respect, and understanding, said Evan R. Bernstein, Bernstein maybe, who added that protests should never cross the line into verbal threats, anti-Semitic rhetoric, or physical violence. Any thoughts? Hmm. Oh, no, no, nothing pops to mind there at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, David Pollack of the Jewish Community Relations Council said even among uh, the Jewish community, this ritual is controversial. Kaporos is a custom. It's not a law, said David Rosenfeld, who is Jewish, obviously. But uh, obviously, how do you know? <laughs> David Rosenfeld? <laughs> well, are you, are you assuming he's Jewish now? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would I think, I think that's a safe assumption. But who also opposes Kaporos? Uh if you don't have to do this, then there is no reason to. Rosenfeld said the custom can also be perform, performed using money as an alternative to chickens. <laughs> See, money I told you he was Jewish. <laughs> yeah, but that's just at the strip club. That's all I see is a bunch of Hasidic Jewish men with the curly hair at the strip club <laughs> spinning dollar bills above their heads. <laughs> uh, but some participating in the ritual said that the use of chickens is seen as more effective or more in line with God's calling. 
Okay. More effective in which, bringing that. Which I don't understand because gods everywhere else on earth are asking for money. So I don't know why chickens would be more effective than money. Even Jew God loves money. Well, I think God and Jesus both talked more about spilling blood than, and that they didn't really care for money a whole lot. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's closer. Okay. What else you got for us? Well, it's football season. Yay. Okay. I haven't really been paying much attention, honestly. I watched the two packet thing for you. I hear Aaron Rodgers got injured again. He did, but he's still playing. Oh, okay. yeah, his knee's a little wonky. He sprang his knee, so he's in a brace now. He oh, sprang okay. it. It was imprisoned, and he sprang it. <laughs> yep. Sprang it right out of there. And the Raiders are 0-2 with Gruden. Rump Springer. So I've heard. Mm-hmm. Apparently, all the players really like having him there, and they like their coach, but he's not getting results. I don't mm-hmm. know. Still I, early. Yeah. Tough division. Um. The Houston Texans, and you may remember me doing a story about this team last year, where the team owner said of the protests that the inmates were running the prison. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, They had a chance to fire back Wednesday at an East Texas school superintendent. An East Texas school superintendent wrote, you can't count on a black quarterback. Oh, In the comment section of an online news article where he was criticizing Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. Wow. Lynn Redden this is superintendent of the Onalaska Independent School District in the Piney Woods. Very original name, by the way, Piney <laughs> Woods. Uh, about 75 miles north of Houston. In his post in the comment section of a story written by the Houston Chronicle and posted on Facebook, Redden referred to the last play of Sunday's game in which Watson let the clock run down before completing a pass to DeAndre Hopkins in a 20-17 to 17 loss to the Tennessee Titans. Redden's full post read, quote, when you need precision decision making, you can't count on a black quarterback. Mm. Holy shit. So who is Redden? Is the, is the superintendent. Oh, man. It was quickly long. <laughs> it was quickly. Yeah, hopefully it was quickly deleted, but not before another reader took a screenshot of oh, yeah. it and sent it to the newspaper. Coach Bill O'Brien was asked on Wednesday. Houston Texans coach, uh, what he thought about the post. And I just want to throw this in there. Bill O'Brien, a little Irish boy from Boston, (laughs) which you would expect him to be more racist, but comes up with a pretty damn good answer, I think. Says, quote, I really don't want to waste a lot of time responding to outdated, inaccurate, ignorant, idiotic statements, he said. (laughs) All right. I'll just let Deshaun's proven success on the field, his character off the field, speak for itself. He's one of the greatest guys I've ever coached. He represents everything that's right about football and about life. Uh, his teammates respect him. His coaching staff respects him. And in this day and age, it's just amazing that this bullshit exists. Did but he it, actually say bullshit? BS. Oh. But it does. So we're moving forward. But we're moving forward. Close quote. Uh, Watson himself took a different tact, saying that <clears throat> excuse me, he didn't waste any time worrying about what Redden posted. Uh, quote, that's on him. May peace be with him. I worry about me, so I'm not worried about what he has to say. Uh, Watson, who is in his second year uh, with the Texans after leading Clemson to a national championship in the 2016 season, did acknowledge that he's dealt with racism throughout his life, but he added that he can't let it bother him. It's a part of life, he said. I I can't control what other people and what I can't control what other people what their what their beliefs are. Yeah, I can control what I can control. Just focus on me, and that's it. Uh, Watson was then asked if he believes Redden should be fired. 
to which he said, that's not my job. I don't make those decisions. Uh, the Onalaska School Board will convene a special meeting on Saturday to discuss Redden's contract. The board also released a statement on Tuesday night condemning his post. Well, sort of. <laughs> uh, it's very lawyery. It's not very apology. Oh, yeah. Uh, Onalaska ISD regrets that an inappropriate comment has been attributed to the district superintendent. Attributed regrets like that it's it? been attributed to him. Mm-hmm. Huh. Already off to a smashing start. Yeah. Yeah. Redden told the Chronicle that he believed he was sending a private message when he posted the comment and oh, told the that newspaper. Oh, that's board? Yeah. So, okay, so Christ. now you're racist and incompetent. God, that makes it so much better. No, I didn't mean for my you know private thoughts to get out there in well, the world and let everybody know that I'm a sick fucking racist. But he still doesn't seem to get it because he said that was supposed to be private and told the newspaper that he based the comment on what he called the limited success of black quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so, yeah. Huh. Very interesting. He bases it on limited success. How it, The the number of black quarterbacks in the NFL is very limited. Yeah. And yeah. when you have black quarterbacks who have a proven track record of, of success, but then they take a knee – they get fired, yeah, and are then blackballed from uh-huh. the NFL. African American bald, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. How are you going to? I mean that that really throws that tips the scales a whole lot, right? Yeah. But but aside from that, it's just not true. I mean, it's a lower percentage of the total NFL population. But um, I mean, I could name a handful just off the top of my head that are some of the best quarterbacks of all time. I mean, Mike Vick, of course. He had mm-hmm. two separate careers. Warren mm-hmm. Moon. Any anybody heard of Randall Cunningham? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Dante Culpepper? Um, McNair. M- Steve McNair. Yeah, these are all guys that have been to Super Bowls. Most of them. Uh-huh. Um, Donovan McNabb. Uh, it goes on and on. Yeah. Russell Wilson. Oh yeah. Fucking Seahawks, man. I mean, I guess he did throw a, a game-ending interception. So you know the decision making. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is black. So that, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No. <laughs> that was that was the play call, folks. Came in through the headset from his white coach. No, that's fucking terrible. And he thinks that it somehow makes it better. Well, I well, thought I was sending this in a private message. Well, <laughs> didn't it say he sent it on a, like a message board? It was on a comment section of a newspaper. So how? Article. There's no such thing as a private. Yeah, messaging. you thought you were a private ed- messaging the the editor of the yeah. Houston Chronicle. I don't know. Sounds like this guy's just really fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, yeah. He lives in Woody Pines, Texas. <laughs> Where there ain't a single pine tree. <laughs> That's true. There's a lot of wood. Hi, this is Regina Tippetts. I'm a licensed professional counselor. You can find me at Secular Therapy Project or rctcounseling.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. You know what I was thinking about today? I was thinking about those street gangs they have down in Los Angeles, those Crips and those Bloods. And I was thinking about that bunch of new laws I came up with in the 1980s, I think it was, to combat those street gangs, those Crips and those Bloods. And if I remember rightly, the gist of what those new laws were saying was, if you join one of these gangs and you're running with them, and down the block one night, unbeknownst to you, one of your fellow Crips or your fellow Bloods shoot up a place, or stab a guy, well then, even though you may not know nothing about it, and even though you may have just been standing on a street corner minding your own business, 
what these new laws said was, you're still culpable. You're still culpable by the very act of having joined those Crips and those Bloods in the first place. Which got me thinking, Father, that whole type of situation is kind of like you church boys, ain't it? You got your colors, you got your clubhouse, you're, for want of a better word, a gang. And if you're upstairs smoking a pipe and reading your Bible, while one of your fellow gang members is downstairs fucking an altar boy, well, father, just like those Crips and just like those Bloods, you're culpable because you joined the gang, man. I don't care if you never did shit and you never saw shit and you never heard shit. You joined the gang, you're culpable. And when a person is culpable to altar boy fucking or any kind of boy fucking, because I know you guys didn't really narrow that down, then you kind of forfeit the right to come into my house and say anything about me or my life or my daughter or my billboards. So why don't you just finish up your tea there, Father, and get the fuck out of my kitchen. You and the godless revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. Was it last week or the week before we played a clip of Pat Robertson? Or did we even have that as part of the show or did we just watch it? I don't even remember. But it was it was him putting up his shield of protection. Oh, we just for the talked hurricanes. about it. I don't oh, think yeah, we even talked about it on the show, did we? Oh, I don't. I uh, that would have had to remember. have been last week when I wasn't here. I think you just told me about seeing that. Oh, really? Well, yeah. So there there was a video of him. He's he's at his little see through pulpit and he's talking about you know we're gonna we're gonna extend our hands out and pray in Jesus' like, name that the hurricane stops and it turns around and like that crazy lady in Florida who was stopping mm-hmm. weather patterns yeah and stuff basically and creating them basically but so he's got everybody in the congregation he's like I want you to put your hands up and you pray in Jesus' name that this hurricane will cause no damage <laughs> that this hurricane there will be no loss of life this hurricane will not even touch our shores and he's I mean he's going on and on he's making all these wild claims about there's gonna be no property damage there's gonna be no flooding no loss of life Hmm. it's not even gonna come on shore it's gonna turn you know north and east and he's like oh yeah it's it's funny you know and we've done this before with several hurricanes in the past and we pray in jesus name and they just it's it's almost comical to watch these hurricanes they just turn back out to sea and it's because we've created this shield of you know this this shield from god saving us from these hurricanes and of course there's been widespread Record rainfall. Oh, yeah. Tons death. of dam. Yeah. I think last count I heard today was like 42 dead. Oh, wow. That was bigger than it was like two days ago. I thought like a couple days ago it was only like 17. Yeah. I think, I think earlier today I heard a report that it was 42. Wow. Um, so far. And that's due in large part just because of the massive amounts of rainfall that they've had yeah. and just record flooding everywhere. Not to mention the fact that you have to call on God to stop God. <laughs> yeah. Hey, God, you made this thing, and now it's fucking stuff up. Can you maybe not make this thing? Like, I fucking know I did that. Or, <laughs> or at least, you know, make it not stop by here, send it off. Go do go hit Haiti again, would you? That's, <laughs> that's a shithole country anyway. Nobody's even there anymore. Um, But so now apparently Pat Robertson is saying that... uh God spared his properties from the hurricane. Oh, good, good, so, good. That's what we were all worried about. Yeah. Over the years, we've seen a tremendous number of hurricanes. This was called Hurricane Alley. And we've seen many, many, many prayers being answered. We prayed together and our staff a few days ago and asked the Lord to... 
it wasn't just his staff. He was standing up in front of the whole congregation. Like everybody out in the audience was raising their, well, that was funny too, because he's like, I want you to raise your hand and point it out toward the East coast, wherever that is. Like he couldn't, he didn't know East, like he didn't know his directions. So he's raising his arm up toward the congregation. And then the whole congregation are raising their arms up toward him. And I'm like, apparently nobody in the congregation knows where East is. Well, he's, he's the East coast. Oh, oh, okay. Move that hurricane's course away from this area. And from what we gather right now, the uh, storm track has shifted south of this area, and uh, uh, we no longer are under the threat of a serious uh, hurricane here. I know people have been asking what we're doing, and what we're doing is we're just fine. <laughs> For that, I- <laughs> we're just fine. Fuck Wait. everybody else who's been harmed by this or I, had property damage yeah. or has died or flooded out. I thought he said that the hurricane was going to miss the whole coast. Oh, yeah. There was going to be no property damage. Now it's there was just going to be no loss of life. There was going to be no flooding. Uh, I, I could have sworn that we did the video on the show, but I think maybe we, yeah, I think I might have just watched it by myself. I'm grateful. This is a lot of rain, but somehow God has answered prayer in relation to us here at, at it, we, we will CB. probably still, we won't get the eye, but we'll still have tremendous flooding here. Well, I think. we'll have flooding, but it won't be anywhere near what's going to happen down in Georgia in South Carolina. <laughs> because he thinks that he's so fucking special. Yeah. It couldn't yeah. be that you're just, you know, further inland. Yeah. Where it wasn't going to hit you anyways. But to, to be any kind of a, a religious leader, you have, first of all, to be religious, you have to have a bit of an ego. And then to be a leader of any kind, you have to have a bit of an ego. But to be a religious leader, you got to be delusional. You've got to be your, very practiced out of in your self-delusion. Delusional, yeah. yeah. All I can say is thank the Lord that we, at this point, sitting here with CBN, Regent University, and all the things we do here, has been spared once again. And people have been praying, and I hope you would pray, those of you in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, wherever you live, Seek God, and he is able to give you relief, all right? What an Ah! arrogant fucking prick. To imagine that nobody in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, none of those places prayed for their homes to be spared. Mm -hmm. And God didn't answer their prayers, but they answered Pat Robertson's prayers. Apparently, these people just need to start watching Pat Robertson and sending him money and and have him lead them in prayer, and then everything will be settled. What an arrogant fucking thing to do. The whole, the whole thing about, well, it, it wasn't mine. You know, so far we've been spared because I put up this, this magic spell. Well, and it sounds like, you know, his original thing didn't come true. So now he's kind of changing it. Oh, of course. Well, but here's the other thing. If you, if he really believes he has that power, then you're a fucking huge prick. Why didn't you do it for those other states? Yeah. yeah. Why, Why didn't wouldn't you do it for the rest of the world? You fucking well, asshole. Yeah. I think he intended to, but it didn't work. <laughs> well, yeah, from the first video, the claims that he was making, it won't do this, it won't do that. Yeah. All of them have been disproven now. And so now he's got to alter that a little bit. Well, right now, where we are right here yeah. is so far okay. And the lady's like, well, there's still going to be record flooding <laughs> yeah, I, I, here. I liked it when she said that, like, we're still <laughs> fucked she, a little bit. She's like, I might have to check you on that a little bit, uh, <laughs> Pastor Pat. Yeah, well, just what a huge uh, fucking prick. Mm-hmm. We have more video of uh, the the fireman Mark Taylor. 
what is he the fire what is it fireman prophet or some shit like that is oh, what yeah. he called oh yeah firefighter prophet the so-called firefighter prophet apparently he's saying that christine blazy ford had better repent for attacking god's anointed brett kavanaugh mm-hmm. for those of you who are living under a rock or don't follow the news very carefully brett kavanaugh is president trump's well President Trump nominated him, but he was handpicked by the Heritage Foundation and the ACLJ and And a bunch of other conservative groups like that who have been preparing lists of judges, conservative Christian judges who they want to be uh, appointed to federal federal judgeships and to the Supreme Court. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that maybe everyone on their list has raped somebody at some point in their life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a bunch of Roy Moores out there. Yeah. Uh, But apparently, Brett. So Brett Kavanaugh has been accused of attempted rape by yeah. Christine Ford Blasey, uh, who says that he basically attempted to rape her when they were both in high school and at a party together. Uh, she's the one who wrote this letter that Senator Dianne Feinstein had and, you know, held for a little bit and then finally said, okay, I've got this letter. The person who wrote it wants to remain anonymous. Um, because they're fearful of the consequences mm-hmm. should they come out, you know, that mobs will start going after her, that kind of stuff and, you know, her and her family. So she wants to remain private, but wanted to make sure that this information got out there. And of course, since then, uh, she's been identified and all of the fears that she had about coming out and being public about it have been realized. She's mm-hmm. been receiving death threats like crazy. She ha- has had to evacuate her family out of the home because they've had Mm -hmm. credible threats of, you know, people burning the home down, of killing the children, killing her her husband. But Trump supporters have been so reasonable generally up until this point. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, and they never, never, you know, do or say hateful things. But, you know, there's good people on both sides there. Um, So she, yeah, so she's come forward. But now apparently the firefighter prophet thinks that she needs to repent. We can ask God to bring this whole thing down and to expose that darkness because Wait, if we what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Exposed, <laughs> uh, he's got a southern accent, so that probably explains part of oh. it. Oh, what, what do you mean? What's wrong with him? Uh, he looks like did the head does not look proportional to the body. Well, there's that. But did you guys did you guys ever play Parappa the Rappa on PlayStation, the original PlayStation? Parappa the Rappa? No, no. Uh-uh. that guy looks like a bad animation, like from that game. <laughs> <laughs> can be exposed then right. we know where it's coming from and, right. and again because you like you said satan traffics in darkness god traffics in light <laughs> no actually that's completely opposite because satan is light he's the dark star this hates the light the light will always dispel the darkness but to understand the dark you have got to know what's in the dark right. and god can do that just like that. And I believe as Christians, that's how we have to pray is to make their schemes be exposed and they be taken down. And it's just like this accusation right now. That's how I've been praying for the last three or four days. Right. How's that, that working? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Because it seems like his, yeah. like Kavanaugh's chances are getting to be less and less every, yeah. with every passing day. It's, it's his green screen, huh? That's what's so bad. You think? Is that what he, he might be yeah, like? There's lit the up a lot. So he's washed out. Terrible. Yeah. Be revealed to be the fraud and the liar she is, and because Mark personally, I don't believe it. I don't believe a word of it. Well, don't believe well, a word. Of it. Let's talk about that for a second. Then, if if Judge Kavanaugh was chosen by God, 
<laughs> he wasn't. Like, if he was chosen by God. Uh, if he was chosen by God. I thought that was a foregone conclusion. All I can say is that lady better repent. Yeah. Because if God has anointed Judge Kavanaugh, she's now touching God's anointed. <laughs> Wait. Did you know this? She... Did you know that you were touching God's anointed? <laughs> but I thought she was God's anointed attempt to touch her, and that's the issue. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the whole bit here. And really, when you're when you're looking at credibility, we were watching the news before we came down here, and Chris Hayes made it a point to say, you know, if you want to try to judge the, a person, you know, if you want to try to judge this per, this story on either person's credibility, that's probably not a comparison you want to make going there because, you know, we, we've caught Kavanaugh in several lies now yeah. as he's gone through confirmation process for his current position as a federal judge. And now as sure. they're reviewing a bunch of the documents from prior where he's at least been incredibly misleading, misleading to the point of prevarication or lying. Yeah. God's anointed period. And so God is not playing games when it comes to that. You don't come up against God's anointed period. God is not playing games when it comes to that now. So again, you know, if now he was playing games before, I guess. Yeah. Hopscotch. <laughs> Judge Kavanaugh has been chosen by God. He is God's anointed period. So this lady needs to repent or I'm telling you, she's going to be disciplined hard, man. <laughs> oh yeah man she can be disciplined or i'm telling you so she's hard. gonna be disciplined hard man uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be lights out for her and where's he from florida well i tell you what i don't know but, but what he I, just sounds like a fucking dick uh, a good old boy yeah i don't want to associate with him if he's actually a firefighter he, he was he's not anymore yeah. i don't think i think i think he's trying to take over alex jones's place Probably. What's been going on with the Alex Jones? He got banned from everywhere, basically. Got, yeah, he's finally booted own... from Twitter and Facebook now. So all, well. he, all he's got left is his InfoWars website. Yep. And a lot of right-leaning websites who help promote his stuff. But yeah, he's he has no large social media platforms anywhere anymore. Mm. Has, he, has he come out again asking for more millions yet? <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I know he's saying that it's all... You know, it's all a big conspiracy to take him down, which is an unfortunate consequence of this happening is that then he can just say, oh, I told you, it's the deep state trying to take yeah. down our voices and they're trying to silence us and they'll never silence me because I'm a brave warrior. Well, if, if you could tell the fucking truth and not lie about shit all of the time and just be honest, like, hey, I'm here to sell you shit. I'm telling you stories that are fucking not true whatsoever. I just want you to buy my fucking products. <laughs> well, and I'm all for freedom of speech, blah, blah, yada, yada. And I think it should be exposed. You know, there, there should be good arguments to counter his bad arguments, all of that stuff. But when the things that he's saying are actively harming other people, yeah. like it's not just words at that when point. When they're going right? in to shoot up a pizza when, place. Yeah, when he's inspiring people to walk into a fucking pizza place with a gun and yeah. actually fire a gun in a pizza place. And he's calling the, the parents of victims at Sandy hook liars, crisis actors and yeah. liars and saying and they're, it never getting, they're getting docs and they're having people threaten their lives. And there's people having to move around the country now. Yeah. They're having yeah. to leave their homes because they've been threatened. He's, then, then you can't, you shouldn't be able to get away with that. 
You should, sure, free free speech, whatever, but you can't say blatantly false things that affect other people mm-hmm. negatively to where it affects their lives in such a way that they are now living in terror or are put in danger of physical harm because of the stupid shit that you're saying. Then you shouldn't have platforms to in on which to say those stupid things. Yeah, you and, should be banned from pla- from places. And a guy that wants less government in our lives and businesses to be able to run their business like they want to run their business shouldn't be offended when a business is running their business the way they want to run their <laughs> fucking business. Yeah, the libertarian audience out there who's like, "Oh no, freedom and I can do whatever, and it's up to the market." Well, the market decided, and Alex Jones is gone. Yeah, so it's- there you have it. That's the big thing with, cause like Twitter and all those companies were, this head got called for like a, a hearing by the, uh, not the Supreme Court. By the Congress? Yeah. A congressional hearing. Congressional hearing, hearing yeah. And it's, uh, it's like kind of like they're a private business and you're mad they're booting people off of their platforms, not allowing certain people to have a voice. Like, guess what? They don't have to give everybody a voice. That's their right to run their company how the fuck they want to run it. One, it's also a problem. Jesus Christ, there goes my voice. Oh, Dan got really sad on that one. I apologize for making you almost cry. Sorry, I have a frog in my throat. Wait a moment. <laughs> Jesus, uh, my allergies have been going crazy lately. Um, no, but it's also a problem of <coughs> you sound, Jesus you Christ. Just, you sound like you just got out of a really depressing movie. Do I? Where, like you just watched Turner and the Hooch for the hundredth time. You're like Turner, Turner and still, the Hooch. Yeah, Turner and Hooch. Yeah, there you go. You, you said Turner and the Hooch. Oh, did I? It's, it's where it's where he runs a uh, illegal. Uh, He's got a still in the backyard ring yeah. in prison. <laughs> no, it's it's a problem not only of the rules being enforced. It's not only a problem of, of free speech, but it's also that the rules that they've set down through their, you know, policies and mm-hmm. community standards and whatever, they're not evenly applied to everybody. True. You know, a lot of people can get away with saying really terrible stuff and other people are punished for doing basically nothing at all. Uh, I, I once got a temporary ban because I published a picture of a turkey crown and someone thought it looked like a vagina, which it did, oh. which is why I posted it. <laughs> but they reported it as nudity, and so I got a I got a ban for posting a picture of a fucking turkey crown that also happened wow. to look like a vagina. But, but it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It e- was even if it looked like a even if it looked even if it was. Who fucking cares, really? I mean, yeah. Well, because you know their community standards are that you're not supposed to post nudity and everything. I know, but I'm just saying. And like, I and I didn't. And well, and and that's another thing that it's just really fucking stupid, right? Like, it's it's a human body. It it's not like it was depicting uh, a slaughtered an, an unconsensual person. interaction between people. Out there, nobody was being harmed. Yeah. It was just even if it were a picture of a, of a vagina, it's just a picture of a vagina, like. Why why can't that be the same as like pic- posting a picture of a thumb? I mean, and it's weird too, right? Like, because it's like only after you reach a certain age, then you can see naked human bodies, but never if you're young, Ex- unless you're really young. Then that's fine too. But if you <laughs> yeah. if you're in between young, then well, until you're about eighteen, I guess. So huh. young to mid to young adult. But not too young of a kid. Yeah. Yeah, not too young and I hope you, that made sense. And you can see and you <laughs> can see nipples, but they can't be female nipples. Yes. Uh-huh. And you can see like 
uh, the whole breast except the nipple itself and no part of the areola. Like you, you can't see any darker part of the breast, but you can see no the shape, meat. the contours, the size, everything, it, everything except the nipple itself. But guys, you can see their nipples. And it's weird the guys even have nipples, but I don't know. It's, it's just people are fucking weird and they'll let their kids watch all kinds of violent shit. Yeah. Right. And they don't seem to have a problem with that, but naked people, boy, that's, that's you can't see that. I was talking about that at work the other night because one of the guys that one of our chiefs likes to watch the MMA fights and just puts it on. So it's MMA 24 seven and whenever he's in the room and I'm like, it, this is completely appropriate to watch. On any Saturday night on Fox Sports. Mm-hmm. But if they say ass, you're in fucking trouble. You can watch a person get their face <laughs> beat in. Jeez, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the, the coffin and the voice yeah. going out just uh, made me have a hiccup, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, you can watch someone get their face beat into a bloody pulp. Mm-hmm. But if you say ass or dick, uh-huh. you're in fucking trouble. I think you can say ass and dick. And shit and hell and damn and bitch. I think I've seen. But you can't say fuck or cunt. I think I've seen uh, Dick actually bleeped. It might depend on the show and, and time and, of day. And, and ass, I think it's like you can say asshole, but you no, can't. No, you can't. You can you it, can say ass, but you can't say, say asshole. asshole. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm like, like, what's the fucking. And you can say uh, asshole, but you have to pause in between and you have to make it clear that you're not referring to <laughs> a person's sphincter. <laughs> Like all of these stupid, stupid fucking rules. Like I can say this guy's an ass and he lives in a hole or I can say what an ass. Holy. Yeah. yeah but it, yeah, you in can't China, say asshole. Yeah. yeah. In China, they got people on the news stripping. Oh, yeah. Like that's like I've, I can't remember which I thought it was like it was one of the Asian countries will do. Didn't like, they have no, like they all look sexy? The same. Didn't they used to have like sexy news or sexy yeah, weather? That's what, that's or what, yeah, like it was the that. weather. The weather one was like where they'll have the uh, a sexy weather lady stripping as she's doing the weather. Yeah, uh, which sure, fine. <laughs> My thought is obviously no one's watching the news in this country or paying attention to the weather, so they had to get their attention somehow. <laughs> is that still on? Is that still a thing? Probably, but they took a hit by typhoons and don't even know they're coming. Oh no! I mean, like like here there was. Oh, they here. had it here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I never knew they were doing. Yeah, it in just the US. on just on the, like the Playboy channel on the, <laughs> on the series of tubes. You could you could find this. Oh no, I didn't know they were doing. I can't it here. remember what it was like. Like Cinemax was doing sexy time weather. <laughs> yeah, I was. I can't even remember the name of the show, but it was just yeah. Huh. Uh, very very attractive women stripping while reading news reports and or reporting the weather. I never had the Playboy channel, so I never saw that show. Wasn't on the Playboy channel. It was just on the inter- just... it was just on the interwebs, man. Oh, the interwebs. Oh, I thought you were saying like it was a local channel you could get like. In no, your it was on the home. series of tubes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's many tubes. It's a political reference. Well, I was thinking like the boob tube. Uh oh yeah yeah. Well, you know it's not called the boob tube because they show boobs. It's because boobs watch it. And they're on it sometimes. Sometimes, but I believe that it was called the boob tube because it's the, it, like boob a tube sexist. idiot box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's for dumb people to sit around and gawk at. This is Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the Godless Revolution. Oh, shit. Did I say revolution? I mean revolution. Bloody Americans fucking up the language. You can edit that, right, Spike? How does it work? I know not, my liege. Consult the Book of Armaments. Armaments, Chapter 2, 
verses 9 to 21. And Saint Attila raised the hand grenade up on high, saying, O Lord, bless this thy hand grenade, that with it thou mayst blow thine enemies to tiny bits in thy mercy. And the Lord did grin, and the people did feast upon the lambs and sloths and carp and anchovies and orangutans and breakfast cereals and fruit bats and large... Skip a bit, brother. And the Lord spake, saying, First shalt thou take out the holy pin, then shalt thou count to three, no more, no less. Three shall be the number thou shalt count, and the number of the counting shall be three. Four shalt thou not count, neither count thou two, excepting that thou then proceed to three. Five is right out. Once the number three, being the third number, be reached, then lobbest thou thy holy hand grenade of Antioch towards thy foe, who being not in my sight, shall snuff it. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Just killed a spider. Yeah. <laughs> We're all very proud of I, I, I'm proud of me. <laughs> I may or may not be posting a video to Facebook page right now. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yay. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, not apparently. There was a Black Widow yeah. uh, hanging at the bottom of one of my paintings downstairs. There's this this is Spider Haven, man. Yeah, I saw one uh, last time, last show. Oh, yeah, over in the corner. Yeah, I actually uh, thought I felt something on my ear when I put my headphones on. But Shut then... the fuck. You're going to make me check my cans now, man. Well, <laughs> yours has been used more free- more recently yeah. than mine. Yeah. But I haven't felt anything. I forgot to check yours. mine before I put them on. <laughs> It's going to come back and <laughs> bite me in the ear one day. Uh, that only happened to me once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You did have a fucking I spider. I did have a spider in, in there. Oh, man. Ugh. Fucking spiders. I, I'm not a big fan. Well, fucking crawly, bitey things. That happens when you live in the desert. Well, and, you know, ordinarily I just kind of let them be or let the dogs take care of it, but I can't let a black widow bite one of my little dogs. That'd be not, not good. a good thing. Yeah. Come downstairs and Sophie's just wrapped up hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking spiders whispering to me, stay away. <laughs> She's mine now. <laughs> uh, I think my voice will be okay now. Went and took some nasal spray. Uh. My, my allergies are bad, like at the beginning of spring and the beginning of fall. Like during the mm. summer, it's not really a thing, but. Is with a change in seasons, yeah. there's something yeah. that blooms during both of those times, and I'm like, yeah, or well, two really different stuffy things. All the yeah. weeds are releasing their spores. Yeah, I'm getting nasal fucked by all of these plants trying to have sex <laughs> with each other. Fuck, they're raping me over and they over. They should just get their own room. Yeah, with a HEPA filter in it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do you have for us tonight, Matt? Uh. Hmm, I should have been looking at this. Keep keep dinging my ding. You're dinging the ding dong. You're, you're dinging your dingler. <laughs> oh, I keep banging on my goddamn mic. Goddamn. Um, well, I have another one from Jana Reese. Oh, I've I've read several of her stories since you started reading a few of her things here, and she's she's pretty good. She's pretty all right. Yeah. 
Yeah, for uh, for one of them thieves. For one of them Mormons. Uh, I agree. So, starts from her point of view, of course, this whole thing is written that way. Uh, a few years ago, I got to go on a pilgrimage to Turkey with a busload of Episcopalians, and it was one of the best travel experiences of my life. On that trip, I had reason again and again to think about what happens when religion is too comfortably enmeshed in empire. We visited one ruined site after another, learning about the successive waves of civilization that took root in those places. Of course, the one I remember most vividly uh, was Laodicea, because it was uncrowded and still being excavated. Uh, we got to watch while a capstone was restored to the top of an ancient column. I wondered what the column had looked like in its heyday and what was the final insult that broke it into pieces, a war, a hurricane, simple neglect over the course of centuries. Whatever happened, Laodicea was once a thriving and wealthy city filled with people who thought it, was all, it would always remain that way. We never planned for our empires to fall. However, history teaches us that they do. Those have been my thoughts recently as I have followed the news about Mormonism, which has often been unflatteringly unflattering to the institution of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's not because journalism because journalists have been unfair to the church, it's because the church has often has been often has too often chosen the comfort of empire over the cause of justice. Yes. I'm just, just laughing I'm just at me. Listening. Stumble over that. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, for example, recently a Mormon leaks document was released to the public that has been discomfitting, to Dis say the least. Discomforting. Discomforting. Uh, loss of confidence. No, I don't. I don't think that's what. Discomforting. It is. It's basically uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why no. didn't she just say that then? Yeah. <laughs> it's like she's got one of those like dictionary or a thesaurus thingy. So, so this is where growing up in Massachusetts has a pretty distinct disadvantage because that's how they would say discomforting. 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 <laughs> discomforting. I didn't even know this was a word because, oh, yeah? of, because of that. That's twice in a row. Two shows in a row that I've. Came, come across words that I didn't even... Yeah, it's to make somebody feel uneasy or embarrassed. Ah, okay. Oh. Uncomfortable, yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll have to be contemplative and think about that later. <laughs> I think you mean contemplative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Correct. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it was apparently an internal memorandum from the Salt Lake City law firm, Curtin McConkie, detailing several... By the way, mm. McConkie, big church name. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is probably not by accident. No. It just makes me think of Trailer Park Boys. What does? McConkey? Yeah. <laughs> Why does it make you think of Trailer Park Boys? Because one of the guys on it has Don't an evil me. has an evil doll <laughs> version of himself called Conky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no follow-up questions. <laughs> uh, the law firm Curtin McConkey detailing several cases of alleged or admitted sexual misconduct on the part of the various... Uh, LDS church leaders and missionaries. I'm bothered as much uh, by the banal bureaucracy of the cover-up as the abuse itself. Now, I'm sure she doesn't mean that, but yeah, uh, but still, yeah. Uh, this two-page document seems to chronicle only about two months in 2012, which of course prompts the question: How many? How many more such memos are out there detailing the church's attempts to hide, obfuscate, delay, or otherwise deny justice to victims? Mm -hmm. 
So filing reports like this is a kind of quarterly thing, just business as usual? Seemed like it. In one entry, the church's attorneys seem to be ready to offer $10,000 to a man who claimed he was physically and sexually abused while he was a student in the Indian placement program. In another, the church reveals nothing of an elder who sexted the one girl with one girl before his mission and also inappropriately touched another girl while serving on his mission. Mm. And while the attorneys are recommending that the elder be sent home, the missionary department seems to be resisting because he may face prosecution for a felony because his conduct is clearly unlawful. Uh, imagine that. The attorneys are recommending that he, he'd be disciplined by the church and the church wants instead to allow him to continue on his mission because if he goes home, he might actually have to face up to what he's done. Yeah. Hmm. Neither the attorneys nor the church seem very concerned about the victims except insofar as they be kept quiet. Uh, more than once the anxiety sur- more than once the anxiety surfaces that a particular case may receive media attention. Um, also not concerned with the law either, which is interesting yeah. for lawyers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the, the shitty thing of it. There, they'll really say, "Hey, church, why don't you take care of this?" Instead of going, "Hey, we need to take this to the fucking police, mm-hmm. take it yeah. to a real court." And of course, this is coming to light in the same week uh, that is filled with headlines about the Catholic cardinal who. Uh, a Catholic cardinal who may be resigning because he tried to cover up sex abuse in the Roman Catholic Church, the spiritual fallout from the Willow Creek pastoral abuse scandal, and a handy guide for how to keep your own spiritual crap together when your religious leaders are found to have uh, feet of the most malleable clay. Handy guide. That sounds like something totally different. (laughs) Yeah, it does. (laughs) A guide to handies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to, I'd love to believe what I've heard from one particularly and endearingly optimistic apologist for the LDS church, which is that the leaked documents from the, from 2012 and the fact that, uh, oh, that the leaked document is from 2012 and the fact that we haven't heard more stories of abuse since then shows that the church is handling the problem or the problem itself does not exist. No, that's not how that works. But no, unfortunately the absence of policy of public news on on this score more likely means that the church has for the most part successfully kept such stories hidden from uh, our view in order to protect its reputation. Yeah. They hid this from our view for six. Well, they were still hiding it from Mm -hmm. our view. It's been six years since this was prepared and it was hidden. It was Mormon leaks who released it. Mm -hmm. And that is a reputation that's built on social respectability on the idea that abuse doesn't happen here. Thank you very much. Our people are squeaky clean. We make excellent and successful capitalists. And our church is prophesied to last forever. Tell that to Laodicea and to other and to every other once thriving community that didn't see in its own that did not. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't see that its own pride was going to be part of its demise. For that matter, try reading the Book of Mormon. I hear there's a bit of a theme about pride and empire in there, too. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. I work in the glory and stuff like that. Hmm. We've we've also got this thing that Mormon Leaks released audio of a Provo, Utah young women meeting after a firearm was discharged yeah. in church. I, I I tried listening to it on my phone the other day. I don't know how well this will come over. Have you listened to it yet? I haven't. No. The audio is not great. Um, but what you need to know is that what, there was a mistake, and fortunately, nobody was hurt. But what we've asked you to do, well, I'll go into the priesthood and the society and, and talk with them as well. Let them know that what has occurred. 
there have been some other threats against other individuals in a different ward. And so there's a particular level of precaution that another, that the other ward, the Shirt Hills ward, has taken. And as part of that, uh, it was a mistake because a safety got, got came off her gun and it did discharge inside that, inside that, uh, uh, the, 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 the opening area right there by the front doors. In the so basically the front foyer, yeah, that the gun went. Fucking stupid uh, people, man. Uh, apparently, what the what had happened was the guy went to the shooting range the day before, and whoops, he forgot his pistol in his backpack. Oh well, he's one of those responsible gun owners. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> while he was taking Christ. something out, he discharged it. It went through the wall. Nobody got hit by it, luckily. But I guess the LDS Church does have a policy. No firearms in the church. That's weird. I know. I think Damf would call that a gun-free zone, and we need to get rid of those. Yep. And this is what happens when you get rid of them. So that's what's happened, but we'd appreciate, I know you have your free freedom to do as you will. Appreciate you not spreading that around. Of course you're free to do as you will, but we'd appreciate you not being so free to do as you will in this particular instance. Yeah. Don't forget what we did to a guy this weekend who thought he was free to do what he wanted with his will. What did we do? Oh, they kicked him out of the church. Oh, right. Sam yeah. Young, did he get... I, I've been yeah, so busy, got, I haven't been able to keep got, up. Did he, he got, actually get he excommunicated? Yeah. Because he wanted to help protect children. Yep. Oh, well, that's a very... Then a Good lot of a lot of LDS people, for. yeah, a lot of LDS people were bashing him because he went on uh, Facebook Live to read what the LDS Church wrote up about him. Oh yeah, they're like, why do you do that? That should be private. Like, no, you can do whatever the fuck you want with that. Actually, <laughs> you just don't like it because he's, he's not talking, even a member of the fucking church yeah, anymore. Yeah, so it's like, you don't like it because he's talking bad about the fucking church now. Yeah, they're very selective in their outrage. Yeah. They're, they're outraged that he would read what the Mormon church leaders who excommunicated him said about it, but they're not outraged that he was kicked out of the church because he was trying to protect children. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, fuck all of them. Well, I think that the parents should stand up on that one. Be like, guess what? I'm not allowing my child to sit in that room, and you're not allowed to ask my child any questions of a sexual nature. But then you're questioning your church leader's authority and you will be excommunicated or disfellowshipped or there's the threat of that out there. Well, there is. But if you get hundreds of thousands of Mormons doing that, they probably but, won't follow. But they won't. They won't. They're they all, won't. not all of them, but I mean, the v- overwhelming vast majority of them are all cowed into complete obedience yeah, with whatever my, their ecclesiastical leaders tell them to do. But that's what it would take. And I guarantee you see that happen. The LDA church would be like, okay, we, God talked to us and he said, we can't ask uh, about dick pics anymore. But that's exactly (laughs) why they excommunicated him because they wanted to send a strong, clear, authoritative, fascist like message that, hey, nobody else is going to be doing this, right? Yeah. This is what happens if you question our authority. Yep. But they can, they can manage to lose 10% from one person. Well, Okay, sure. But yeah, if more people stood up, then they would change these yeah. types of things. But that's what I'm saying is that they do these kinds of things to set an example that don't question our authority and we'll kick you the fuck out. Yep. And so the I people just who see people stand up. Well, we talked about it in the opening segment of the show that it's their entire lives. Yeah. If they were if they're kicked out, it's basically destroying their entire life. I don't know if you're if you know this. I'll just throw this out there. It's me spitballing. Uh 
Cult members make bad free thinkers. <laughs> <laughs> Not the individual types. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just hoping they could they could take a note from the old adage of strength in numbers. Yeah. Well, they are they're using that that Not in the right way though. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's strength in church in the number of church leaders yeah. that could absolutely ruin their lives. I mean, and it's not that these people, you know, that's the other thing too, is that they're not even questioning anything about the beliefs that they have about what the church teaches them in relation to God and Jesus and their eternal salvation. They're not questioning any of that. They're questioning maybe a church's policy on how it conducts interviews with children, but they're not going to risk their eternal salvation to stand up and say, well, maybe I think we should change this. And they're, and they're, and they're questioning that policy with good reason. Oh, right. Yeah. Because now yeah. there's information that's come out to think that, oh, there's, there's definitely been problems here before. Maybe we should take another look at how we do these. Oh, nope. Excommunicated. Yeah. That's fucked. Yeah. yeah. That's simply, oh, we got to think for a selfer over here, do we? <laughs> Can't have that. You're yep. out. Yep. It, they, they just care more about getting to get some. Spank bank stories from kids than actually helping protect the church. Mm-hmm. It, well, and but like I said, they're they're in a tough spot because there's your handy brochure. They're you know the the <laughs> the people who there. I'm sure there are tons and tons of people within the LDS church who think that this is a bad policy that yeah. it is something that needs to be changed. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly why the church leaders got together and said, "No, we're going to excommunicate this guy because we can't have him." letting other people believe that it's okay to question what we're doing and that the people within the church should be able to question our authority or the decisions that we make in regard to church policy. So we need to set an example and make sure that we kick this guy out. Let everybody know that this is what will happen to you. And if you question us, you're out. And you can't risk having him become a a leader that could challenge the leadership of the established church right. from within the church. Mm-hmm. So if, if he steps up and gets enough support while being a member, that's a real conflict. So yep. yeah, once they excommunicate him, then they could say, well, he's not even a Mormon. So like, he doesn't even, you know, he's yeah. not even a part of this well, anymore. Yeah. Now, yeah, now they can just point to him as, as being a disgruntled former, yeah. former mm-hmm. member of the church wow. that, well, he's not even, a, he's not even a member anymore. So yeah. it shouldn't concern him. He's sad because we took his eternity away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. (laughs) But that's basically it. And then it just, it puts everybody else into a state of fear and panic that, well, I don't, I don't want to lose my eternal salvation. I, you know, that they, I mean, they wholeheartedly believe that Jesus is their Lord and Savior, that Joseph Smith was a prophet of God, that the Book of Mormon was translated from golden fucking tablets. Yeah, and there's magic stones. Yeah, they're so they're not like Matt said. They're they're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not free thinkers. They're not going to be really thinking. Oh well, I I can stand up and do this. I should I should be a voice of reason within these within my cult members' uh, journey here. Maybe the issue is when people do decide to speak up in the LDS church, they do it as a solo act. It seems like. Well, yeah, because. You, the the church is all about conformity. You well, that's why the, that's why when you the gotta, leader speaks or when the prophet speaks, it's done. But I'm saying before they take their things forward, they should find other people with the same concerns and get them to be on board with it as well, and get a large group of people going on it. But you can't because even then, you've you're talking to members who know that they'll be risking 
being excommunicated. Well, if you really and care so something about and, it, you can and they the constantly rat on each other. They constantly True. tattle on each other. They'll and and they'll do it in sneaky, well, subversive, fucking backhanded, passive aggressive ways where they'll just happen to mention the next time that they see elder so and so or bishop so and so. Oh, well, I was talking to brother brother Jones and brother Jones is you know, expressed some some great concerns about how the church is doing this and this and this. And, you know, it, it got me thinking that maybe we should have a that – that maybe we should pray for him and maybe we should speak well, to him about this. He was a bishop though, right? He was at one time, yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he would have taken his congregation and tried to I – don't, I, don't, I don't think that it, he – so was, I don't know. I don't know the bishoping? exact timeline, but it, it's been my impression that he has served as a bishop in the past. Okay. I thought he was currently a bishop when this was going on. No, I don't. I don't believe so. I think okay. he has just held a calling, held a church calling in the past of being a bishop, but he wasn't okay. currently well, serving as a bishop in his local ward. I just want and, people to stand up to their own fucking church and shut them the fuck down. Yeah, but like I say, it won't happen because they're, they're well, we said gay marriage won't happen in Utah too. <laughs> like, like we can look at it from outsiders and go, oh, well, this is clearly stupid yeah. because all of this, all of this other stuff is just fluff and pomp and nonsense. Mm -hmm. And you're worried about protecting children, which you should absolutely do. But what it's, what's really hard for us to understand is that they are in actual fear of losing eternity. And not only that, but the angle that, uh, they genuinely believe that the prophet does the right thing. Yeah. Right. That not, I should rephrase that, that the leader of the church is a prophet and does the right thing. They mm -hmm. believe those things. And so, you know, it's more than just, they, they can't, they probably, probably almost none of them view it as like a slap down because he spoke up. They view it as, oh, well, uh, uh, President, President Nelson must have gotten some other specific revelations about, about him that, they needed to excommunicate him for, you, you know, they, they, they mm. already start justifying, you know, yeah. for him on, oh, yeah. on behalf of the president. Yeah. I, I saw a lot of the comments online were like, you can't go against the true God. There's only one religion and you've, you you got to follow it. And I saw a lot of those. Wait, comments. were you on the Muslim forum? <laughs> no, no, this was KSL. <laughs> but uh, that's basically the same thing. I yeah. mean, they're, they're very, very fervent in their belief and no, there's not a whole lot that will talk a Mormon out of their belief. If they're all in, it's a long, long road for some people to get out. Come on, not even titties and if beer. They're, if they're full on believers in the LDS yeah. church, I mean, they, they honestly believe that the leader of the church is it's, God's appointed prophet and that that person speaks to God and receives direct revelation from God. Which is fucked up. And so to speak out against anything that the prophet yeah. does or doesn't do, speaking you're speaking God. out against God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, you're going to end up in eternal or in yeah. outer darkness. That might be better. Well, no. <laughs> we can look at it and think that, sure. But for yeah. them, I mean, it's, it's, it is an existential fear. Yeah. They, they have nightmares about it. Ah, oh, fuck. Tracy when Tracy and I, when we went to the latest uh, show for, so Slack, Salt Lake Acting Company here puts on every year a show called Saturday's Voyeur. Yeah. And it's, you know, a parody of the Mormon church's stupid old movie well, called Saturday's, or Su Saturday's Warrior. Was it Saturday or Sunday's? 
Saturday's warrior. warrior. Yeah. Wouldn't they be a Sunday warrior? No. No, because you're 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 not allowed to go to war on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> I'd much prefer to watch the movie Warriors. And Saturday's the great Saturday's a fun day because it's the day that we get ready for Sunday. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a little church song. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that you learn in, in Sunday school in the LDS church. Man, imagine if it took us a whole day to get ready for the next day. <laughs> Every day would be fucked up. Yeah. How would you, you would, you would always be a day behind. Yeah. Or you only get to do stuff every other day. <laughs> um, so, so Slack puts this on and it's a, it's a raucous, irreverent stab at the church, usually at, at local religion and politics here mm-hmm. in Utah. And during the most recent performance of it, it changes every year based on what's going on within the LDS church and lo- and local politics. And they they had this one act in the play that was about spooky Mormon hell dreams. <laughs> and Tracy's like, oh, my God, I forgot about that. Like, I had those things <laughs> when I was younger. Like, you have you have fears. And it's all around what you've been taught about hell as a Mormon and being separated from everybody and going to outer darkness. And it is a terrifying thing that the LDS church teaches and they don't realize probably the impact that it has on young children's brains and developing minds to be taught all of this horrible stuff. But she's like, I remember having nightmares about, about hell, the Mormon hell that it was going to be awful. Yeah. And I'm like, I totally forgot about that. And they brought out a felt board. Do you remember felt boards? Did they still use those when you were regularly attending church? Oh, I never attended church. I I met Matt (laughs) more than you for sure because you never went to Mormon church really. (laughs) It doesn't sound familiar. But they – I remember when I was going to – when I was in Sunday school and the Sunday school teachers all had felt boards. And so it's just – like it's like, it's like, like a chalkboard. Yeah, it's like a chalkboard, but it's felt. And then they had little cutout things. Okay, like little little suns. Like I'm a sunbeam. Kind of like a Velcro type board. You know, Jesus wants me for a sunbeam. <laughs> oh, no, I thought you so meant they... like show me on the board where the bishop felt you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, no, you you know you should use your handy brochure for the well, terminology. Jamie, it's better to show us where he didn't touch you. Oh, your ears? Well, he loves earplay though. Well, and it's been thirty plus years since I was. You know, in of the age where I could go to Sunday school and have yeah. these things. So I don't know if they still use felt boards in the church Probably. or not. But they're cheap. When I was a kid, that was that was a big deal. My grandmother, because she served church various church callings and would teach Sunday school, had a felt board at home, and so we'd get to play with it. And we all thought it was so cool and so fun. Hmm. It's like it was like almost like paper doll kind of shit. You know, just where you can sounds pretty awesome. Put different where you, where you can decorate stuff. outer darkness. Yeah. You can do all <laughs> kinds of stuff with Jesus and sunbeams and mm. Joseph Smith and the golden plates. And do you ever make Jesus and Joseph Smith do anything naughty on the felt board? No, that would be irreverent. Ryan. Oh. I can remember. Well, Jesus is wearing a dress. <laughs> True. I can, I can remember being hair. told all the time in church, you know, as they're, as they're walking us from, classroom to sacrament meeting and whatever we had to we had to fold our arms and walk single file and be very reverent and use our inside voices Mm -hmm. you had to be very quiet and you had to be very obedient yeah Mm -hmm. that was they were constantly reminding i want to say us but it might have just been me (laughs) 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 that's how you're supposed to act in church 
Uh, You're not supposed to be loud and boisterous and and laugh a lot. You need yeah. to be very reverent and respectful. So it needs to be a funeral. This is the Lord's house. Yeah, sort of. I wouldn't be surprised if they started playing dirges as, as, as you're moving from room to room throughout the church. <laughs> this is Mithrin, author of the ABCs of Science and Mormonism, as well as I Should Start a Cult, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Do you believe in God? Me? I, the so, creator? I, yeah, so I'm the, the more I look at the universe, um, just the less convinced I am that there is something benevolent going on. So if you... If, if your concept of a creator is someone who's all powerful and all good, that's not an uncommon pairing of powers that you might describe to a creator. All powerful and all good. And I look at disasters that afflict earth and life on earth. Volcanoes, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, disease, pestilence, um, congenital birth defects. You look at this list of ways that life is made miserable on earth by natural causes. And I just ask, how do you deal with that? So philosophers rose up and said, if there is a God, God is either not all powerful or not all good. I have no problems if as we probe the origins of things, we bump up into the bearded man. If that shows up, we're good to go. Okay? Not a problem. There's just no evidence of it. And this is why religions are called faiths, collectively. Because you believe something in the absence of evidence. That's what it is. That's why it's called faith. Otherwise, we would call all religions evidence. But we don't. For exactly that reason. So, so I, I'm, I'm given what everyone describes to be the properties that would be expressed by an all-powerful being in the gods that they worship, I look for that in the universe and I don't find it. So I, I, I remain unconvinced. But if you've got some good evidence, uh, bring it, bring, bring it, bring it. Okay. And so I don't, I don't lead with that information because what I believe should be irrelevant to anyone. It's not about me. It's about the real world. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! We realized after I stopped recording that last segment that we didn't really finish the uh, Mormon Leaks audio, but there wasn't really much else on there, just... Him telling them, oh, well, that, that gun is never coming back yeah. here again. Don't, you don't need to worry about it. We don't want you to be spreading this, you know, because this could turn into a national news item. Uh, I think probably now it will because you tried to keep it secret. Oh, and then at the end, he tried to hit on one of them. Oh, yeah. That was particularly creepy. Well, being at where they're at inside of a church, it's kind of normal. <laughs> Very inappropriate. Yeah. What you got for us, Matt? Dallas. Doing a couple of Texas stories today. Okay. Mm. A family that lost several relatives during a mass shooting at the tex- at a Texas church says the federal government was negligent by failing to report the gunman's criminal information to a yeah. national database, according to the lawsuit filed last month. So this is kind of an older story, but I yeah, never got to do it, and it's still the, interesting. 
the kid was in, I think it was the Air Force or yeah, Army, Air Force. Air yeah. Force. Yeah, and he had domestic uh, dispute charges against him, all kind of stuff, and that doesn't allow you to buy a firearm anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here. Yeah. Go. Well, and you know, okay, go for it, man. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, but you know what would help alleviate a lot of these concerns is if we could set up a national database to track that firearm nice. sales and people's history with firearms. No. Yeah. yeah, on a national no, level, not the state. None You're not. I don't want the government tracking me. Yeah. The lawsuit filed in federal court in San Antonio said that even though gunman Devin Patrick Kelly was criminally convicted while the in the Air Force, the military failed to enter the information into a database used to conduct background checks for gun buyers. The error, according to the lawsuit, allowed Kelly to buy the assault-style rifle he used during the November shooting in Sutherland Springs that killed more than two dozen people. The Holcomb family suffered about one-third of those deaths. Yeah. Oh, man. We think this entire tragedy could have been avoided, said family's attorney Rob Ammons in an interview uh, June 7th. He said an unborn child was among the Holcomb family members killed. Texas law recognizes unborns as human casualties. The Air Force didn't do its job, he said. An Air Force spokeswoman declined to con- uh, comment. The litigation said the Air Force acted recklessly and carelessly in not reporting Kelly's criminal investigation to the federal database. Uh, the federal suit was filed on behalf of Joe and Clarice Holcomb. The lawsuit said their son, John Brian Holcomb, was murdered while walking to the pulpit at the church. It's difficult to sue the federal government under a principle called sovereign immunity. The lawsuit filed over the Texas shooting cited the Federal Tort Claims Act, which allows such suits in cert- certain circumstances. The litigation is one of several lawsuits that have been filed following high-profile mass shootings that have garnered national attention and stirred debate. Some of the surviving victims of a massacre, of a massacre, massacre at an Orlando nightclub were filing a lawsuit in federal court Thursday saying authorities and city did not try to stop the shooter. Antonio Romanucci, a Chicago attorney and uh, runner-up for Best Gambino ever. Mob Boss. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, said there's been an uptick in the amount of litigation regarding mass shootings. When people see inaction on gun regulations at the federal level, he said, civil lawsuits can be an option for victims to pursue change and justice. I think litigation plays a very important role in these cases, he said. Well, sure. The only role at this point. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say the the only thing that it can accomplish is maybe providing some remuneration for the people who have had loved ones lost to gun violence but it's not going to solve the underlying problem of right why we have so many guns and gun violence here it'll maybe make it so no it won't it won't do anything other than maybe give these people some money to yeah. ease their suffering i guess well it would be nice to get some of those laws changed at least have a national database that can mm-hmm. be searched so if you commit a crime in new jersey it shows up when you're in California, mm-hmm. instead of only having state they should by probably, state searches. They should probably include more states than those, but yeah. But I mean, all, it's a good start. <laughs> I think all 49 should be included. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It, it might help us better track Florida man. I Who's Florida man? And is he still out there? <laughs> he's, he's always in the news. I don't count them as a state. That's why I said 49. <laughs> that fucking Florida man. Uh, what else you got? <sighs> Let's... Uh... Let's pick on the Catholics again. Oh, good. That's, that's hard. Uh, one should. Oh, this is from uh, Matthew Archbold, uh, National Catholic Register. 
One should always be wary of disagreeing with Chuck Norris. <laughs> always. Good, good way to start a story. But especially when he's speaking truth. The actor and martial artist recently urged parents to, dis- to consider sending their children to more conservative colleges, including the faithful Christendom College of, Fo- of Front Royal, Virginia. He warned parents that many universities have become little more than leftist indoctrination camps where too many professors are simply peddling progressive ideologies packed under the guise of education (sighs) and shutting and keeping out anything that would challenge them. So first, the irony that that he he recognizes indoctrination is bad, (laughs) right? Yeah. Also, sorry, not sorry that it doesn't agree with your political views. Yeah. But most universities, Norris warned, are a – also, why are we listening to Chuck Norris about colleges? (laughs) That's Uh, a good question. Most universities, Norris warned, are a one-sided educational environment with restrictive speech codes biased against conservative students and propagandizing for radical causes and lifestyles. Uh, Radical causes, like all those leftist, hippie, domestic terrorists we have so many of. Yeah. Well, and you know, that this is all coming from those institutions of higher learning where people have learned more about Things. history mm-hmm. and philosophy. And, and, and there's not two sides to every story when it comes to the fucking truth. Yeah. Uh, everyone go ahead and set your irony meters to full power for this next one. Go okay. There. It's at 11. Uh, truth isn't something that is especially prized nowadays. And we have not only allowed this, but we've funded it. Instead of teaching our children faith, we allow them to be shaped by the culture. So he's saying he's saying that rather than teaching our children something that we have no proof for, we're teaching them things that we just like to that we just like to say is true. We're we're somehow not we're somehow subverting the truth by not teaching them something that we can't actually say is true. Yeah, by by limiting their education to demonstrable, provable things that we know. (laughs) Hmm. Why do we continue to do this? He says it's almost axiomatic that Christians and pro-lifers will one day emerge victorious in the culture war simply because they tend to have more children than secularists and atheists. (laughs) But and in, <laughs> and they're still losing. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, it's not true. As long as Christians continue sending their children to secularist and atheist indoctrination camps, they will lose. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so why do we continue to do this? Why or to not make waves? To be nice and polite. Why do we continue to be nice and polite, he's saying. Oh, sure. We want, we want to be Christians, but only of the inoffensive variety? Yeah, it's it's true. Right wing Christians have uh, been too quiet and polite for too long. <laughs> uh, Completely inoffensive in everything they say and do. I've heard parents say they want their children to be well rounded, which essentially means that uh, they bring them to church on Sunday and then immerse them in culture the other six days. That's not well rounded. <laughs> You're forging the enemy's weapons. At a faithful Catholic school, students can argue uh, about when life begins. Yes, they can actually argue about the science and what it means. Okay, it's not science if it's arguable. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, At a Catholic school, students can actually discuss gender and sexuality. Try that at a secular school. What? What? Well, and you can can argue about science, right? I mean, that's how science improves and gets better is one scientist trying to prove his theory over others. And they argue about it back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, But you can't argue about whether the earth is round or flat. Well, people try. Yeah. 
not that you can't, you shouldn't, like if you have any inkling you, of how things okay, work. Okay, so so you could you can form those stupid ass fucking words. Yeah. But you can't there isn't really an argument about it. There not, isn't really an argument about whether evolution is true or not. There isn't really an argument about whether climate change is happening. Well, not for people who are educated and understand these well, things. Well, it doesn't matter well. what they yeah. believe about it. There yeah. isn't really an argument. Yeah. yeah. I get okay, I get what you're saying. That's yeah, it's that's what I mean. Okay. Um yeah, try that at a secular school. Faithful Catholic schools don't need safe spaces. Because <laughs> Isn't the, that all the, it is, the safe space? Because the pursuit of science? truth is what everyone is there for. Mo, uh-huh. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Isn't, so. wait, but aren't, aren't churches just that? Like, they are safe spaces yeah, for these yeah, people to... To believe and say they're stupid fucking and not be challenged like in the real yeah. world, yeah, right, you yeah. Get, get get spiritually re- recharged. Yeah, before churches, you face the world. Churches are the ultimate safe space for the people who believe these things. If, if yeah. I win, they said God's not real. You're all being lied to. You're stuck in a cult. You need to get out. They would kick my ass out of there. Like you yep, don't sure you don't need space. you don't need a safe space within a church because the whole fucking church is a safe space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Christians are nothing if not hypocrites. So, uh. I'm sorry, but the truth is the truth is that you're not going the truth is that you're not called to get along with others or play nice at all the time. Jesus said, "Do you think that I've come to establish peace on the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division." <laughs> no, I tells you. I do not bring uh, peace but a sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember the Bible pretty well, he says. Hmm. And I remember all the parts about being told to love. We all we were also commanded to forgive. I recall there was math involved there, so I'm not very clear on that part. <laughs> we, you know why? It's probably algebra, and that came from the Muslims. <laughs> mm. uh, there was also that business about preaching the gospel and not hiding your light under a bushel. And other stupid nonsense metaphors that we don't use at all. <laughs> like we don't. It, what a good plan God had to use measurements that we don't, we're not even familiar with anymore. What the fuck is a bushel? How big is a bushel? <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, larger than a peck. Yeah. Perfect. Smaller than a bundle. Uh, <laughs> oh, keeping in mind, this guy isn't just defending theism. He's defending Catholicism specifically mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. in these days and uh, with everything that's going on. Uh, Catholicism is not supposed to be the religion of nice. We recite the apostles creed, uh, not the profession of acquiescence. We're not supposed to be a faith of wimps. Truth must be prioritized at some point, and truth has some sharp ed- edges. Uh, so I said, oh, uh, you're in the market for a sharp-edged truth, are you? Uh, Catholicism is a fraud run by a sniveling syndicate of Bible-arping Skeksy pedophiles <laughs> who care more about money and than morality and care less about the Virgin Mary than virgin buttholes. There, how about that? <laughs> how about that sharp-edged truth, sir? I like this Skeksy reference. <laughs> uh, back to the article here. Shepherds should not play nice when with the wolves gathering around the sheep. The shepherd's staff is for guiding the sheep and beating away t- attackers. Chuck's, Chuck Norris style, if need be. Uh-huh. Nice, polite, and easygoing isn't what we're called to be. Polite and nice does not mean good. Perfectly polite people can tell the Jews who came to their doors seeking shelter from the Nazis, no thank you. They're merely polite accomplices of evil. Sure. Uh, Jesus said he is the way, the true, the truth and the life. He didn't say he was the nice, the sweet or the people pleaser. 
In the Bible, after Jesus gave the teaching on the Eucharist, many of his followers, followers said, this is intolerable language. How could anyone accept it? And what did Jesus do? Did he nuance his teaching, dumb it down? Did he meet them where they were? Did he go all pastoral? Nope. Jesus doubled down. So what happened? The Bible continues. After this, many of the disciples went away and accomplished him and accompanied him no more. Well, that's uh, sounds like a good uh, sounds like a good good plan then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it sounds laughs> like, all the sounds like they did something right there for a little while. Uh, but was this an epic fail by Jesus? No, he spoke the truth. He didn't deliver a half. Okay, so if everybody that you have you you've spent years gathering up that's going to help spread the word, you just made them all ditch your whole effort after saying one thing. That was still okay because you were a truth speaker. <laughs> uh, this makes no sense. Uh, he didn't deliver a half truth to keep them around just to ease them into the rest of his teachings at some unspecified moment in the future. Jesus didn't call a safe space counselor to talk about common ground. He lets his disciples walk away, and on top of that, he then called one of the twelve who stayed a devil. This is like the least pastoral story ever. It's so Chuck Norris. <laughs> if you ask me, Christians could use a little more Chuck Norris in their life, and a lot more Jesus, a lot more. Mm. No, fuck that guy. Yeah. I... The yeah, you're right that we needed to set our irony meter to the highest level possible <laughs> because it's like, well, you've said it several times that they can't even think about turning these arguments on themselves. Like there's no mm -hmm. forethought to anything they're saying other than I'm right, you're wrong. Whatever I say is correct. They don't they don't yeah. think about the words that are coming out of their mouths to say, well, I could just turn that argument back on you and say the same things because. You are advocating that we teach people something that is your personal subjective quote unquote truth. There's no, there's no means to prove it. Otherwise it wouldn't be called faith. Yeah. Right. It would be called here. If, if you, if you had something more than faith, you would say, well, I don't have faith. I have evidence. Yeah. You wouldn't need faith. You would have evidence and you would use that to justify your beliefs. Yeah. And they don't do that. And, mm -hmm. and I'd rather have an evidence based education. Uh huh. Than a faith-based one. Uh-huh. Especially if it's my doctor. Yeah, I want I, him to have an evidence-based. <laughs> I would like to have good reasons for the things that I believe. Yeah. And I have not heard any good reasons from any theist anywhere of any religious belief that would make me want to buy into the things that they believe. It's like, okay, well, other people have that same experience, but they're in a different faith and they believe yeah. something completely different than you. But what they describe is the same type of feeling that you have. How can you say that you are correct and they are not when they would say the same thing about what you believe? And not that your brain is just releasing dopamines and you're both having a joyous feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That burning in your bosom or that feeling of, you know, God or whoever whispering in your ear that everything's going to be okay and that warm, fuzzy feeling that you get when you listen to your pastor deliver a stirring impassioned speech during church one day other people have that same feeling when they attend churches of a completely different uh mm -hmm. religious denomination and or, set of beliefs i've even said people that attend a rock concert when people say you know they feel this great spiritual feeling while at a you know, like when they do like the the christian prayers where they go on crazy and speaking in tongues mm -hmm. and they get that that rush mm-hmm 
I'm like people get they the were same. taken by the spirit. Yeah, I'm like people get that same feeling at a concert because it's your brain releasing chemicals that give you that fucking feeling. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with a god at no. all. No, and if and if like I said, if it was something to do with a god, then you could give me some evidence that it. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing too is that they have evidence that they have felt away, but they have no evidence that it came from, from a god, a god or anything. And that like you can't that. feel that way by any other means. Right. Yeah. 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 And it's, yeah. Correlation and not causation. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. At best. Yeah. I think that'll wrap it up for us this evening. You better wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Protect yourself. Yeah. Ryan's very anxious <laughs> <others>. about later. <laughs> uh, but before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Alan Firth, Newmania, Christy Kalbach, Gatheist, Larry Wilson. Stephen Andrus. Let them eat coffee. The two skeptical chaps. Michelle Short. Vanessa. Freethinker215. A new Patreon. Or is that you say that last week? Probably. That was last, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was fuck. last week, Ryan. I didn't hey, have time you, to update If you goddamn. write it on the prompter, I say it. <laughs> <laughs> Utah Outcasts. Janet Uter. Marius Kotbuchukowski. Wes Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Taylor Grin. Angelica Pearson. Jeremy. Pearson. <laughs> Jeremy Goodson. Brandy Hamrick. Megan Kennedy. The Fuzz. Jeff Peterson. Jesse Pointer. Savita Kuna. And the Purple, Purple Dragon. Dragon. Dun, da, da. Storm the Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all very, very much. I don't think we're going to do a uh, uh, longer extent. We're, we'll, we'll have something from the cutting room floor for the Patreon portion of the show tonight. But uh, we we had to switch days, and I don't have a whole lot of time to edit, and I'm got to get up super fucking early to drive to goddamn Dogden yeah. for training tomorrow. And they had a so. battle of spider tonight. That's right, and I killed I killed fucking Black Widow, man. What? With my own with my own <laughs> hands and some toilet paper. <laughs> uh, but we'll chat at you all next week, and so until next week, crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve your excommunication from the Mormon church. Mm, and put up a prayer shield five times a day toward NECA. Mecca? NECA? You said NECA. NECA. You're going to go NECA in the, in, in the car in <laughs> the ne- woods? Mecca wafers. <laughs> I have many stories. You have many Shit. stories. Did you just start that? <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Okay.